Hey everybody, Jason Holland with Cash and Fishing Rods. This is the latest edition of the Cash and Chronicle with Mr. Jamie the Hammer Hartman. We are going to uh, recap the tournament that happened last week on Chick and uh, get his perspective of uh, what happened, what was going on with the lake, and just kind of give us some details uh, and then uh, just kind of give us an overview of the tournament. So uh, first and foremost, Mr. Hartman, good to see you. Thanks for uh, taking the time to be with us. You betcha. Yeah, and uh, it's always a pleasure to spend some time with you and get caught up and figure out how uh, how bad I really am at this game personally at fishing when I talk to you and all the minute details, and I'm over here trying to tie on a you know, plastic worm. But, hey, you know what? That's, uh, that's what everybody wants to hear. They want to hear from the pro. They want to hear from me anyway, so uh, it'll, it'll work out well. So Yeah, it's not a kayak show. <laughs> for some reason there's this constant uh banter back and forth somehow jamie thinks that i fish out of a kayak uh which is nothing wrong with fishing out of kayak let me go no. ahead and say that right now uh but i i do i'm not very good but i'm not terrible right jamie you got no, no, okay no. all right well thank you. i was fishing for a help here but uh you're not terrible no i wouldn't <laughs> You have avoided over the last, what, three years not to pop your raft with your own jig. So, <laughs> well, take, chalk that up to very careful fishing and being uh, very safe and not getting in any bushes <laughs> or getting deep. I don't have a raft either for anybody that's watching this. I have a, uh, <laughs> it's a very nice boat. It's a glass boat. And I, uh, not great, but I'm not horrible. So, yeah, glad, we could, glad some- we could get that out there. <laughs> yeah thank you for that thank you for a great way to start off this segment of the cash and chronicle all right man i gotta make right. it on you because the joke is on me at chick so <laughs> well, let's talk about that tell me uh, yeah kind of yeah, what we're doing what, what did you see happen at the lake and i know the, the weather was a massive factor in that whole deal so give us give us a rundown and a breakdown yeah um yeah we had crazy weather again i mean just seems like we're running into it um we had a uh, you know it was it was cold in practice. Um, we had some rain. We had st- we had storms come in. I mean, we seen snow. We seen rain. We seen wind. Um, then we had you know post front condition bluebird skies. It was like we had it all. Um, and and you know some of the guys that did well. And you see the big flip flops and the weights and whatnot. So a couple guys were able to be you know semi consistent with it. Um, the winner was very consistent. Um, but if you look at the rest of the board, it's kind of an up and down deal. Like, uh, the guys that did bad on day one were somehow able to go out on day two and flip flop it and do, you know, if they caught 11, 12 pounds on day one, they were able to catch, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 pounds the next day. And the guys that were on top that caught 20 pounds caught like one fish the next day. You know, and you've seen that. If you look at them weights, just day one, day two, it was crazy how 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 the board went up and down, up and down. And I was just on that outside spectrum of it where, you know, I, I had 13-something and 11-something, almost 12 pounds, and I was just out of the cut. So, but it was, it changed so much. That wind was just absurd. And unfortunately, I was able to find them on the main river, just off the main river bars, uh, I had located some grass, and I pretty well had the area, well, one, two of the areas to myself. One of them, 
Um, there was a bunch of guys around, not a bunch, but I'd say a handful. Um, <clears throat> but we got pounded with the wind. Uh, nobody out of that area really did well. Um, but that day too, I had, I had so many fish that I was around because they would bump my bait. They would push it. They would, uh, knock slack in my line. They'd get hooked up for a second or two and come off. They just wouldn't commit to the bait. It's like they wanted to react to it, but they didn't want to commit to it. So it was extremely, extremely frustrating. Hours and hours and hours between bites, you know, between hookups and, and putting the fish in the live well. And that's just the way it went. I had one little backup deal where I could go uh, back into one of these creeks that I had found a school of fish. The first 10 minutes of my practice, I don't even think it was 10 minutes. It was five minutes after I launched the boat. I rolled around one point. I seen them all on my forward-facing sonar and went block four for four with a jerk bait. They just weren't wow. big, though. You know, they were just, you know, out of four fish, I caught one keeper. And I said, okay, well, there there's, must be a few keepers in this bunch. Um, that saved my, my butt on day one. It saved my butt on day two. But they were just keepers. And I mean, 15 and a quarter to 16-inch fish. Skinny. They didn't weigh nothing. I, You know, they weren't like I found the mother load. They were... They were just enough to get my keepers. Um, and I had two fish at 10 of three on day two. And then I rolled back in there because I knew if I didn't get me another good bite, I was not going to make the cut. But I had to fill out my limit to keep my points. And I rolled back in there and, I mean, I caught seven of them pretty quick. And by then it was time to go. So biggest fish was like a pound and three quarter out of it. Um, that's it, man. And, and. And there's not much to the story besides a lot of frustration. And yeah. I was not happy to be on the outside of that cut because I, I, I thought I could do what I did the first day again, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. And on those offshore bars, uh, was that, you say it was grass, uh, was that just fishing in the, you know, in the grass, over the grass, ticking the grass. Um, yeah. Or what, what did I that, tried what did that it look all. like? I tried. I tried, it was, some of it was, uh, stubble grass and, and then some of it was at least a foot to, you know, a foot and a half high, uh, some of the high spots in it. So I would tick it. I'd try it that way. I would, uh, throw something real light into it and drag it. Day one, it worked when it was calm and that calmness didn't last very long. When that wind started, that, that bite was over, but they were right. pounding it before that, before the wind kicked up. Um, and I would also yo-yo a trap, get it hung in the grass and kind of, you know, just crack it out of it and just reel up the slack right. as quick as you could crack it out of the grass, just trying to grass and get a reaction bite. I did catch two good fish, one on day one, doing it, doing it. Um, but just not enough of them. They would knock the crap out of it sometimes. And you just wonder how they don't get hooked. You'd snap it out of the grass and your line would jump. I mean, you'd feel it in your wrist, and there's just nothing there. So yeah, it it's was amazing. Very, very frustrating. No it's one else was like fish, and I just couldn't get them hooked up. Yeah. Well, I say it's incredible to see how they can hit it that hard, uh, knock that much slack, and they still not get hooked. And then, yeah. you know, me and my me and my inflatable, I just get anywhere close to that uh, treble hook to my inflatable, and I knock a hole at it. Apparently. No, uh, you know, it's uh, uh I'm based out of Nashville personally, and so get to I get to be on chick quite a bit, and that lake is uh 
you know, when it's hot, it's hot. And when it's not, man, you better find something. And it's, it's, there is definitely a way to fish that lake. I have not figured it out personally. Um, and the locals uh, just, man, they, they just, they turn off and they turn on. And of course they do that everywhere, but for some reason it feels like chick is even more so, uh, one yeah. little small switch. Uh, and I mean, it's probably just the, the Florida strain piece of them. And, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Jason Christie, we talked about him a little bit and, uh, looks like he was up in Hiawassee, uh, you know, getting dirt shallow and, and making it happen. So congratulations to him to, to, yeah. uh, pull off another win this year. Somehow it stayed yeah. stable enough for him to catch him shallow. Every, you know, good for him. He, he, he's got confidence in that and he's, Pretty well, not going to do anything else anyway. So, you know, you put that in your in your head. You just go do it every day. And if you get five bites a day and they're good, that's you know, that's a thing. But I, I tried to put that in my head, <laughs> but just trying to get them five in the boat was was the the hard part. I got pl- I got plenty more than five bites a day. I just didn't get hookups. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. So, uh, so where are we headed next? What's that looking like? And then how do you prepare for the next tournament? Uh, we are at Lake Fork. Oh man. It's over a month from now. So I got some time off, but, um, it's a, it's at super low, uh, water levels right now. So it, it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of timber showing. Um, expect some lower units and some props and all that to be torn up like heck that that'll come into play with guys hitting stuff and, you know, not being able to make it back, I think. Um, but at that time of year, it should be good. Um, I I think it's just going to be a different playing field guys trying to figure it out. You know, all the stuff that we fished in the past, it's like six and a half feet low. So. Uh, you know, all the stuff that time of year that should be in play uh, is going to be out of the water. So yeah. it's going to make it a different playing field. So everybody yeah. else and myself have to kind of, you know, figure it out and try to make the best judgment on what they're going to do. You think it's going to be a slugfest like always, or is it going to be, uh, you know, could you think see those weights tighten up a little bit just because of the lowness of the water? Uh, it'll still be a slugfest. Yeah. <laughs> it's fork and they're more condensed yeah. <laughs> so when you find yeah. them you, you know figure a pattern out you're gonna you're gonna do all right yeah so what do you do uh you know in preparation for a tournament like that i know you got uh like you said four weeks off uh, i mean obviously you'll have your your practice times and your off limits times and take advantage of that but you know what do you do specifically or i mean i don't want to try to get too much in you you share the 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 secret sauce, but you know, is, is there still at, at your point in the career and, and been doing it for so long? Do you still do a lot of the stuff that guys like myself that haven't been doing? Are you still doing the, you know, the, the map study or the Google Earth and all those different pieces? Is that still part of how you prepare, or is it just you've done it so much and know those lakes so well that uh, you do a different strategy? Uh, well, I guess my main preparation, you know, having a month off is. I just don't fish and I go, <laughs> I come up here to Northern Missouri and work on my deer lease. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unplug. It makes sense. 
it, you got you know I pl unplugged is right yeah I, I love being in the in the woods and um just like I like being on the lake but you know this time off is I'm gonna chill because I, I was pretty aggravated after chick um not being able to at least get in that that top cut for the third day and um they, you know it kind of <laughs> it, it made me a little upset so we'll put it that way um so, you know, I just took a little bit of time off. I come up here to um, Missouri and I'm going to just mess around on the deer lease a little bit. And then I'll get back and um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to adjust my C map on my uh, graph and make it where it's showing me six and a half feet low. Um, right. And I'll kind of be able to look at that lake. I don't like to do it too much ahead of time. You, you know, things that pop up and, and, they just kind of, you know, they, they, I don't know, you forget about stuff, basically, especially at my age. So I'll do it as it gets closer. Um, bait wise will still pretty well be all the same, but uh, just learning that lake uh, where you can run, where you can't run that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll, I'll be able to look at the uh, structure of the, basically the bank, you know, putting my graph at six and a half feet low showing me where water's not anymore and where water will be um and just kind of study it right from there and i'll probably start that a week ahead of time before i even head out and have you know everything rigged and ready to go but so i i pretty well got a solid three weeks off that i'm just gonna mess around with well i think that's the part that uh, you take individuals like myself that are not on the trail and doing that and so I think sometimes we forget that, Hey, this is, uh, this is how you make your money. This is how your, this is your career. Uh, and this is in, in essence your job. And so as rest of us for our normal jobs, we'll turn around and take time off and, and reset and, and just kind of clear the cobwebs and get out of the grind. Uh, fishermen have to do the same thing and have to just get away from that. Yeah. Yes. It's still a passion. You still love to do it. It's still fishing, but when you do it as a career, uh, it just takes on a different feel, a different meaning, and uh, unplugging uh, so you can come back in refreshed and, and sharp makes a lot of sense. So uh, last question, yeah. and I want to take it too much of your time. I know you're uh, up in the up in the uh, woods of Missouri and playing around with your deer lease, so I don't want to you know take all your time. But um, tell us a little bit about uh, you know your setup for what you were using at Chick, uh, rod-wise, obviously. Uh, that's what we're – uh, we're here talking about, but, uh, you know, just your overall setup yeah. and uh, for guys that are watching this, maybe you can pick up some tips from that side as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll be honest with you, the rods that I had up, um, I run a, well, I did really well on a, a diving bay, a DT six in practice, um, which is a light balsa weight, uh, crankbait, you know, everybody knows what that is, but, um, I threw that on the square bill rod, um, the Johnny Crew square bell rod, seven foot, medium heavy, um, with 12 pound line. And that was working actually amazingly well in practice. Uh, just burning that thing. I was getting a lot better hookups on it, but the problem was when that wind kicked up, you couldn't even cast it. You right. can't fish with the wind. Um, the way the current was, they just won't bite it. So you got to kind of cast into the wind to get the fish to bite. I couldn't cast it. it the wind was just so insane. Um, so that went to the wayside. So I ran a trap mostly and the trap. I, I actually ran the trap on a chatterbait rod. I really liked that parabolic action on the chatterbait rod. So um, that's how I set up two different trap 
setups, one with 15-pound uh, high-seas fluorocarbon and one with 20-pound for uh, ripping it out of the grass. And the other one was for ticking the top of the grass. Uh, those were my two main setups. And then, obviously, my 7.3 medium-heavy, my all-around was the deal um, for, you know, dragging a plastic and flipping some of the laydowns and that kind of stuff. And the other, the jerkbait fish, obviously, was on my the Johnny Cruz square bill rod with the throw jerkbait on. Um, just, I just don't lose them on that thing. So, um, all that was pretty well what I had rigged and ready and trying to catch them fish with was those there. But, uh, man, if you ain't tried the chatterbait rod with a, with a rattle trap, um, I suggest giving it a shot and trying that. It, it works out pretty well. I know we got yeah. an RT rod, what I use in thick grass, because I locked the, the backbone of the RT rod, but right. it just wasn't thick, thick grass. And the way I've seen them fish biting it in practice, I actually went back, re-rigged the two rods, went to the chatterbait rod, and it seemed like it would load up for me real good. So that's that's why I went with that one. Well, it makes sense that RT rod, which obviously is for the, the rattle trap, it was designed to... For you know a place like a Gunnersville where it's which a little bit thicker and you're having to really have that backbone to get that snap uh, and it makes a lot yes. of sense uh, with the chatterbait rod being that it's that a mod fast action just loading up all the way through the blank and that lighter stuff. Uh, I have not tried that personally, but uh, you know I note to myself that I will be trying that here uh, very soon because uh, it's just that time of year. Yeah. So uh, give it a shot and uh, and you're right that uh, John Cruz square bill rod is probably one of the more versatile rods that he has in that lineup. So uh, a lot of different applications. So, Hey, always yeah. love, uh, love that you spent some time with us. Appreciate that. I know you had a bunch going on and uh, love these recap videos. Love the fact that uh, you feel comfortable enough to beat me down over my paddleboard, inflatable paddleboard <laughs> fishing boat. So that's <laughs> appreciate that. It always keeps me nice and grounded and humble. So, uh, Hey, First, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, enjoy the time off. Uh, hopefully you uh, get some well-needed uh, break. And then uh, you know we'll, we'll be obviously cheering you on for Lake Fork and following along. And as always, appreciate you what you do uh, for the sport, being a great ambassador for bass fishing in general. Obviously, what you guys uh, consistently, what you consistently do for cash and rods uh, is always appreciated. So, again, everybody, uh, appreciate you tuning in to Mr. Jamie the Hammer Hartman. We will see you uh, down the trail and uh, look forward to doing this again. Yes, sir. We'll see you after four. Thanks, Jamie. Take care. All right. Take yep. care. <laughs>